One, two, three, four, five, let's go! From the plastic microphone studios deep in the heart of Cajun country, this is Fave Five from Fans. I'm your host, Jamie Ray, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. We have got a show today for all of you out there in the podcast universe that I deduce you will enjoy. Today, I've invited Kathy Bright of the LBC Irregulars, a Sherlock Holmes podcast from the Longbox Crusade Network. You know, those guys with, what's that guy's name and that other guy and his brother. Anyway, they're they're fun. Um, to discuss our five favorite Sherlock Holmes portrayals. Now, Sherlock Holmes portrayals, what are you talking about? Well, we're going to get into that in a little bit with our guest, Kathy Bright, known as the MVP in some circles, is a California-born but Alabama-raised gal. She's an Auburn grad who loves sports, movies, TVs, musics, Funko Pops, and all things pop culture's especially if it's from the 80s. And let me tell you, this girl knows her stuff. She does her own podcast about Sherlock. So I expect to be taken to task today. Kathy, welcome to the show. Well, hello, Jamie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk about some Sherlock Holmes. Yes, we are. And we're going to talk about any and all kinds. But before we do that, tell me about your podcast and what you do. The show that I host, co-host with Mr. Jared Albrick, I always say he's the Sherlock Holmes to my Irene Adler. Uh, <laughs> we talk about the 1984 to 1994 Granada series with actor Jeremy Brett as Sherlock Holmes. And we just take each episode. We do usually two episodes per episode of the podcast and just discuss our likes and dislikes of the episode. Awesome. And how many like episodes are there of that show? Round number. I believe it's in the forties, the 40 oh. range, I believe like 49, 50 episodes, something like that. Okay. So what are you going to do once you finish that? I will probably move on to a different series, either the BBC Sherlock, or, I mean, our options are kind of all over the place. We could do Sherlock from the BBC. We could do Elementary, which was, I believe, a CBS show. I think you're um, right. We could do movies. We, you know, wherever the you world is our oyster. Exactly. Mm, okay. Okay. So I, I have listened to one of those episodes, even though it has Jared in it. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> So you have been brought into the group because of this one, but you also have been on some of their other shows as well, right? Correct. Yes. I uh, first got started in the podcasting with their show called Action Film Face Off, which is one of my favorites. They take uh, two random years, pick an action movie from that year and discuss, rate them in five different categories. And I was brought on as a guest sniper which the sniper has five points to give to whichever movie we deem worthy in that particular category. And it usually can sway, sway the winner one oh, way or the other. So it's a fun, it's a great show. It's a lot of fun. Using your sniper wiles. That's right. All right. Oh, cool. So we can hear you on uh, all the platforms. Uh, it comes out underneath the long box crusade umbrella. Correct. Uh, Longbox Crusade. And then it it actually has its own, tw its own Twitter feed called um, Action Film Face Off as well. Okay, cool, cool. Well, uh, and so speaking of, we can find you and your podcast on Twitter. Where else? I am on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm on everything under AUKathy2418. 
the LBC Irregular show, it can be found on YouTube under the Longbox Crusade banner. Cool, cool. And if somebody wants to talk Auburn football with you, you, you don't you don't want to do that, right? Oh, absolutely. Every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's I've I've got a big group of people that uh, on Twitter that we're mm-hmm. all the Auburn the Auburnites that we discuss the Auburn footballs on the weekends. And do you all get together and form one big super Auburn robot? Absolutely. Okay, that's what I figured. That's what. Now I figured, we should. You know. I'm glad we didn't do this podcast next week because next week is the big uh, rivalry in the Bayou with the LSU Tigers. With Roll my Auburn tide. Tigers. Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to my sports episode? I have no idea what you're talking about, woman. No, I got. I don't guess I did. <laughs> What is your, what is the Auburn's slogan? We are the Auburn Tigers, but our battle cry is War Eagle. War Eagle. Yes. So it apparently was started from, there was a, from what I understand, there was a veteran that came back from the war with an injured bird that he was, he rehabbed back to health. Something was. With him and a bird, and it was during a football game. It flew around at the football game. Auburn ended up winning. They called it because it had been in the war, the War Eagle. So, from my understanding, that's where it came from. Okay, so somebody really should have changed the mascot then to like an eagle, <laughs> a tiger with eagle wings. Yeah, but then we would then we would have to give up Albie, and Albie is one of the best. He's Albie the tiger. He's one of the best mascots in the business. So he is a put, ten-time national champion, I believe. Would you put him in a cage match with Mike the Tiger? Absolutely. Mm. Oh wait, Mike the yeah, Tiger's no. the real Tiger, right? Yeah, mm. exactly. Uh huh. No, you said yes, absolutely. So <laughs> let's make that happen. <laughs> Albie actually- would win. Albie would win in the cute off. I promise. Yeah, yeah, and he'd be cute in about four or five different places. <laughs> There's actually a place on I-10. Uh, going into Baton Rouge before you get to Baton Rouge. It's like a, a gas station on the side and they have a, or I don't know, they might not have it anymore because of PETA and stuff, but they had a big lion in there and it was like a retired Mike mm. the Tiger, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, wow. like, we actually, can- when I was, when I was a student at Auburn, we actually had an area on campus called the Eagle's Nest. Mm-hmm. And before they had the Rapture Center, which they have now, to reha- rehabilitate, rehabilitate, rehabilitate injured animals. Injured- Rehabitulate. Yeah. <laughs> rehabilitate injured raptors. Um, ah, but ah. The eagle's nest was on campus and there was an eagle that was in this giant. Like it was a cage, but it was like a soft, like netted cage where the uh-huh. eagle would fly around and you could go and sit next to it and have a picnic lunch in between classes. It was pretty awesome. I hate that they don't have that on campus anymore. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Wow. Ah, ah. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the raptor's nest. So I do know that our, 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 I used my Google powers of in- intuition there. That it, that song was written, like you said, 1942. So there you go. War Eagles. That's ah, nice. Ah. Anyway. All right. Well. Let's talk a little bit about where this idea came from, because I did not have Sherlock Holmes on my list, but I think you tweeted to me about something, and then I was like, oh, hell yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Well, I think we actually talked about it in Charlotte. I think you mentioned it when we were at Heroes Con. Because we were up there, and I don't know if maybe Jared had been talking about you know, the podcast. Jared's always talking. Uh, he is. He is. That's probably why we get along. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. I think you mentioned it at Heroes Con and you're like, I need to get you on the show. And then we kind of threw around some ideas of what. And it's like, well, I do podcast about Sherlock. So let's do Sherlock. Start with Sherlock. And then we'll there do Jason go. Momoa and uh, Bill Paxton and Tom Cruise. I think was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Kathy made are a you, list are you for sen- me. Are you, are you sensing a theme? <laughs> um, well, I would say tall dudes, but you said Tom Cruise. So, uh, sorry. He, sorry. May be cra- he, may, he may be crazy, but he makes some incredible movies. 
Beast, and yes, I'm only does. five two, so his height's perfectly <laughs> He's fine perfect. for me. <laughs> I saw him in some movie the other day. God, I forget who it was, but I know that that actress is like 5'11", and they're standing <laughs> there, and he's like looking down into her eyes, and I'm like, oh, hell it's no. Probably, it's probably his ex-wife. Isn't Nicole Kidman, like, really tall? She is, but I don't think it was her. I think it was, oh, uh, was it the one where uh, Oblivion? It was Oblivion. The 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 lady oh, in that movie is like an actress, like a model or something. So huh, I can't remember yeah, who the girl I, I is. I always I, want to say Thandy, but it's not her. Oh, um, I did not like that movie on first watch, but when I've rewatched it in the past five or six years, I actually enjoyed it much more than I did the first time. I would probably be in the same boat, except I never watched it more than once. I just recently did a <laughs> uh, recorded an episode about uh, alien invasions of Earth. And it came up Ooh. on Nelson on on my other friends. We came up in that discussion, and he's convinced me to actually rewatch it again. So I don't know. We'll see how this goes. This will be I coming out. So. Yeah, this will be coming out. Uh, I think around Thanksgiving. So by then, I'll be through my thirty-one unwatched horror movies in October, and I'll have time to watch something else. So once you we'll then see. you'll be on to movies with turkeys as the main characters. You make a uh, funny mark, but there are a lot of movies that have turkeys, <laughs> in, including an Eli Roth horror movie that may or may not have come out yet, based on a silly trailer he did for the Planet uh, Terror, Planet Horror films with mm. him and Rodrigo. So, anyway, we should see. It should be fun. But yeah, cool. I'm thankful for all the movies out there. Huh? huh? See what I did there? Yeah, thankful. And anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, let's we we have fiddle farted as much as I think the people, the 16, 17 people who are listening to us tonight uh, will deal with. So I think we should probably go ahead and crack open our big magnifying glasses and let us reveal your how many 16 honorable mentions? Absolutely, yes. 16. 16 honorable mentions. All right, well, I'm going to snooze, and you just let me know when you're finished with that list. <laughs> well, like I said, I ha I do have a few honorable mentions, but they I felt like they each needed to be mentioned because they kind of play. I mean, there's a different reason for each one, but I will keep it short and simple. And do you want me to list all of them right now? Yes, you just go and okay. listen. Seriously, you take as much time with. <laughs> <laughs> I'll snap my fingers. To it. <laughs> All right. Well, the first one I wanted to mention was the originator of Sherlock Holmes. We can't talk about Sherlock Holmes without talking about William Gillette. He was the stage actor that played Sherlock over 1300 times on stage oh. i actually in my research for this podcast even though i podcast about sherlock i'm just now reading the stories of sherlock holmes for the first time because of the podcast i do okay and so i'm diving in deep and i wanted to watch some portrayals that i had never seen before i even watched a couple of silent films which okay. william gillette was the first one to portray Sherlock Holmes on a film in a silent film. And I was, it was, you know, silent films are an acquired taste, but I, I really enjoyed it. I can see why he is, or he was that day's Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Um, I watched a movie recently that I had never even heard of. Uh, what was the name? Oh, without a clue mm -hmm. with Michael Caine and Ben Kingsley. Right, And I wanted to note it was a comedy, which, you know, is a little bit different for the Sherlock Holmes world. But I wanted, I really enjoyed the comic performance of Michael Caine in this. There's a little bit of a twist where it's an old movie. So spoiler warning, it's a 40-year-old movie. You should have seen it by now. <laughs> um, where Watson is truly the detective and he has hired Michael Caine's Sherlock Holmes to portray an actor to portray Sherlock Holmes, the face of Sherlock Holmes. And he's mm -hmm. usually he's completely clueless in this whole movie. Ben Kingsley Watson 
is the one that really does all the work. Yeah. Um, I recently just also watched Ian McKellen's film, which I think is the most current film right now out about Sherlock Holmes. And it's an elderly dementia ridden Sherlock Holmes. Okay. And it was played by Ian McKellen, who I just think did a fantastic job. That's, that's such a difficult subject to approach, you know, the genius mind of Sherlock Holmes being lost to such a horrific disease of dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think he did an incredible job taking Sherlock to a whole new age and level that we're not used to seeing. Right. And my last two, these will be quick. We have to give props to Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he's the <laughs> one that brought Sherlock Holmes, I think, to a whole new fan base. Yes. Without those movies, there would be, you know, millions of people who have never heard of Sherlock Holmes. True. And in my notes, in my rules of the show, you mentioned that we could also mention if it was to our disliking that we had to mention it as well. So bad that it has to be mentioned. Yes. And I don't want to say it's bad because I really do like this actor. Just maybe not in this role. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> I, I adore Will Ferrell. <laughs> but Will Ferrell as Sherlock Holmes just did not work for me at all. I, I love those two together. Mm-hmm, Him mm-hmm. and uh, what's his name? It's not I William. It's not I, William I, H. Macy. Uh, what was the movie called? Holmes and Watson. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I did like. I remember the first time I watched it, I absolutely hated it. I'm like, this is awful. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yes, that's him. Mm-hmm. Um, I did rewatch, and like that was when it first probably came out on Netflix or whatever. Because I used to get the DVDs from Netflix. Oh, yeah. But then I rewatched it recently and I did laugh, probably because I know more of the Sherlock Holmes world now. So there were things that were said and done that I found amusing. But yeah, it was it's bad. <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> I've I've never watched it. Um, I am. I'm I am very familiar with it, too. And I know that the director is the same director who did Idiocracy which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, But I just, oh, I just couldn't do it. I just, I I could not do it. Because there are some times where you could see like an SNL skit. If that had been an SNL skit, it probably would have been perfect. You know, seven minutes long or whatnot. Right, yeah. I couldn't couldn't imagine giving an hour and a half of my life. Yeah. And I think the the reason I was able to get through it, because like I said, I do love those two actors together. I mean, Step Brothers, Talladega mm-hmm. Nights is one exactly. of my favorite. You know. Look over the car. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah, oh, but so just to I... see him in those roles, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, again, I don't. We don't bash stuff, but no. uh, we could definitely, for the 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 love and respect of our 17 listeners, to say maybe take a nap instead of watching that movie. Right, and like I said, there were some funny parts, but. It was just not, it wasn't it. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. All right. Well, that's a good list. I went through that pretty quick, actually. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Um, I only have three honorable mentions. And the first one came to me today because I totally forgotten about this. But do you remember <laughs> back in the mid 90s, I think, or maybe the late 90s, it was a, um, cartoon called Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Have you ever seen this? I I saw it in the list of all okay. the Sherlock Holmes movies, but I have not seen it. No. All right. Well, it's, I remember watching a couple of episodes of it. I think it would come on. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Fox. I don't know. It would come on, but um, basically, you find out that Sherlock didn't die, but that he had been buried in a, a, a glass-walled type. How did I say? Anyway, long story short, 
Uh, they found his body. They put it in a coffin. Someone comes along because a clone of Moriarty in 2103 is running around rampant in New London. And the uh, Beth Lestrade, who was a, um, a descendant of the original Lestrade, clones Holmes. And, and they get together. And so they go and basically each episode is like a rewrite of the old one. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and, uh, you know, space it up like they do. So it was of the couple that I saw, it was kind of interesting. Watson is uh, a robot. Oh, interesting. It sounds yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was neat. So I'm not sure where you could get it. It was, oh, yeah. It was on Fox Kids. That's where it was. It was on okay. Fox Kids. So anyway, so that's, that's one. Um, another honorable mention is going to be the private life of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, uh, came out in 1970. And the reason that this is on the list is just because sometimes it's kind of wacko. But basically, Robert Stevens plays a bored Sherlock Holmes who meets uh, Madame Petrova, a famed ballerino. Uh, ballerina. Ballerino, y'all. Um, <laughs> well, who... I think baller- uh, ballerino is correct for a male dancer. Oh, so. well, I'm not sure about that. You know, you can get into that back in the 70s. <laughs> But she wants to um, hmm, have a child with him. So the child have her body in his mind. And mm-hmm. he manages to get away from it. Um, and they head to Loch Ness. And in it, we meet up with Sherlock's brother, Mycroft, played by Christopher Lee. Mm. So it just spe- specifically just for Christopher Lee in there. That was a, okay. that was a fun one. Uh, and he another, played Watson in that, you said? No, in, in oh, this he one, was... he plays Mycroft. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's in the second part of the, the movie. Okay. Um, so another honorable mention is one that you've already just, just mentioned, um, Mr. Holmes, 2015. Oh, by the way, you can watch The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes on Amazon Prime. And you can watch Mr. Holmes from 2015. Uh, I watched it on Voodoo because I ended up Strangest thing, I found the Blu-ray at the, a Dollar Tree, and it had oh, wow. a digital version. <laughs> so I think it's like fifteen dollars. But a lot of this stuff, if you're lucky, you can find it on YouTube and watch it. But that's what uh, the silent movies I watched on YouTube, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I uh, anyway, yeah. And Laura Linney plays his housekeeper in this one, oh, I like uh, and I, yes, and I thought she did an amazing job. I actually just finished watching that today at lunch. Because I was, I remembered seeing it, but I'd never really sat down and watched it. Uh, and in it, uh, like you said, an, an older Holmes, um, everyone is gone. Mycroft is dead. Uh, Watson's dead. Uh, Mrs. Um, Miss Hudson. Husky, Miss Hudson's gone. And he is trying to remember a case, but because of his unreliable memory, he can't put all the stuff together. Uh, and with the help of this young boy, Roger, uh, whose father had passed away in the war, um, helps him to kind of like revitalize his memory and is able to write out the the true nonfiction version of the case. And I thought it was very touching. Mm-hmm. And I did, like you said, I thought uh, McKellen put in uh, an amazing performance, especially do you remember the scene where he He's trying to think of one case and he says the wrong case and the young boy corrects him and it just like resets him. He's just like mm-hmm. sitting there staring. I, I don't know. I thought that was a really, really great scene. Oh, yeah. I think he yeah. did a great job. Yeah. So so those but, are those are mine. But he is but Gandalf. So he is. I mean, you know, he's also uh, Magneto. So, I mean, what more <laughs> could you ask for? So anyway. Okay. Those are our favorites. I say. That we move on to your number five favorite Sherlock Holmes portrayal slash performance slash appearance. It's a lot of slashes. <laughs> okay, let me give you a little facts about number five and see if Ooh. you can figure out who it is. Clues to figure out the mystery. This right. was saying that he's British is not really a clue because, you know, they all are. But <laughs> um. <laughs> He was an intelligence officer in the British Army, including being the Army's fencing champion. He got his notoriety from playing villains when he first started his acting jobs. 
He has three stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Holy crap. One for TV, one for movies, and one for radio. Oh, okay. Well, uh, can I guess now? <laughs> one more. This this one okay. will give it away. Uh, he was the actor in 14 yeah. mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes films. Yeah. And would yeah. you care to guess now? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not even going to guess. I am just going to tell you the answer. And of course, the answer is Tom Cruise. Absolutely. Tom Cruise. Look at me. <laughs> No, girl, that's Nigel Bruce. Well, that's Watson, yes. Oh, not Watson. Uh, Basil, 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 Basil and Time. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it's Basil or Basil, but yes, he Basil Rathbone. Basil Rathbone is my first Sherlock Holmes, so I have to give him credit for that. I would not know who Sherlock Holmes was if it was not for Mr. Basil Rathbone. Yes, that is that he's a good one. So because he has 14 different movies, uh, can you put it down to a particular movie? Well, I didn't get a chance to watch. I've really no, just off the top of the head, just go whatever it, jumps it, out it, at it you. It has to be. It has to be Hounds of the Baskervilles, just because that's the first one. But oddly enough, I have watched several versions of Hounds of the Baskervilles recently, mm-hmm. and there are <laughs> a few. And there is not a lot of Sherlock Holmes in that story. Nope, there's not. He's, he's gone like three fourths of the movie, but but he's the one I remember. He was my first, so he has to be included in five of my favorites. Ah, that's okay. Well, I'm I'm totally good with that. He is well, both of them. I mean, because you can't, you almost can't split Holmes without Watson in in these roles because. Um, they together and they did the radio show for for years exactly you know so i'm i'm with you and i'll say it right now when i think of of homes it's it's going to be him mm-hmm. so good choice good and choice. i think when you mention them you know it's hard to separate watson and sherlock i think several of my higher choices on my list could possibly be from the portrayal of Watson because the Watsons are so strong mm-hmm. in those portrayals. I think that helps move them up into the favorite category. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why my honorable mention, Mr. Holmes wasn't higher because you don't really have uh, a, a Watson in yeah. there, there. There are little bits in flashbacks, but it's not, I mean, so it's hard to just, you know, he's always had that foil um, as mm-hmm. you know, as as I said when I was on on their show, uh, you know Watson is is famous for saying, "Watson, right, Holmes." So you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you're right there. He keeps him. He keeps him grounded. Mm-hmm. That, that's basically what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then let me parry this one. With my number five, just fencing, you know. Um, yes, I, I liked it. <laughs> so my number five is based off of the book Jack the Ripper: The Final Solution by Stephen Knight. Anything? Okay, this uh, came out in 1979, and it was very unpopular with a lot of the British royals at the time. Probably still. Hmm. I have an idea, but I'm not certain. Do you want to say it or you want me to just go? No, just go. Murder by Decree, 1979, with Christopher Plummer Hmm. as Sherlock Holmes. I was thinking Roger Moore. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) There is somebody. I can't remember which of these movies, but. And one of these movies, I think it's Moriarty, is played by uh, Scaramanga. From oh, really? Roger, yeah, yeah. And of course, it's got Lee Christopher Lee in it. Uh, yeah. But this one has uh, James Mason as his uh, Dr. Watson. Mm-hmm. And they, again, they're trying to figure out, you know, they, they rope in Holmes to try to the five murders of, of Jack the Ripper. And if you're not, you may want to search it out because it's really interesting 
in that they deduce, or not they deduce, in the book, it's deduced that it's one of the royal family who was actually doing the murders. Ooh, interesting. No and wonder a, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. And it's a cover-up because of a secret marriage from a duke to a working-class girl. And so it's uh, it's it's really, it's really interesting. Donald Sutherland uh, plays a role in it uh, mm. as, a, as a psychic. Um, and, of course, Donald Sutherland's, you know, really great and everything. But uh, you can watch it on Crackle. Hmm. And that's Murder by Decree, 1979. It's definitely on my list. Like I said, I created a list when we were talking about doing this of all the different films and TV shows. And I'm like diving in deep. So, but that's one I didn't get to. Yeah, that's a good one. I would tell you to, to go out and watch it. Okay. So, all right. Well, let us jump back to your number four. All right. This one doesn't have as many trivia nuggets, tidbits as the rest of my list. Um, He, along with Basil Rathbone, participated. Oh, I don't think I mentioned that with him. Uh, Both of these actors were a part of the Robin Hood world as well. This particular actor was involved in the TV show, Robin Hood. Uh, He's British. Mm -hmm. He has a famous father whose name is Leslie, not giving away the last name just yet, who was an actor in a movie that we've at least all heard of called Gone with the Wind. Mm -hmm. And this particular actor... He left acting to run an art gallery because he was not known for, he didn't really have a a big footprint in Hollywood, but I particularly like his portrayal and I'll explain why once I tell you who it is. And that is, do you have a guess? I do not have a guess. You said Leslie and all I can think of is Leslie Nielsen. Um, (laughs) Robin Hood. What? Uh, I was going to say Leslie Nelson would have probably been. It would have been well, like, along with his hot hot shots and uh, police story. You know that would be good. What's the, what's the vampire one? Dead and loving it. Yes, that's it. Yes. Okay, so if I had to guess, the only other person I could think of is Errol Flynn, but I don't know that he was ever. Uh, Basil Rathbone was uh, in Errol Flynn's uh, uh, Robin Hood. By the okay. way, I forgot to mention that's it. That. That's it. I thought so. So who is it, girl? Um, his name is Ronald Howard, and he is the, um, it's the 19, hang on, the 1954 Sherlock TV series. Oh, That's why okay. it was hard for me to do individual stories because no, no, no. a lot of mine are not films, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ronald Howard, not Ron Howard, but <laughs> not O.P. Son Taylor. Of Leslie, son of Leslie Howard. Correct. Who I think yes. played Ashley. I believe was his character's name in Gone with the Wind. Oh yeah, he was the other one out for um Miss Scarlet's uh, the, attention. Scarlet. I don't give mm-hmm. a damn. <laughs> yes, but I really like his portrayal because he's very down to earth. He's not he's charming, he's friendly. He's not rude. You know, a lot of portrayals of Holmes is his very rudeness to everyone else. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that. He's just very smart, but he's still very friendly and very kind and not off-putting. And okay. he's charming. And I think that's why I really enjoy his portrayal of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, well, I'll have to go try to find one of those and watch it because I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, yeah. It's good. I think you can, you can find them on YouTube. That's actually um, the Longbox guys on their Saturday matinee theater. Yeah. They have done some, um, they have reviewed some episodes of that original 1954 Ah, Sherlock series. Then I I shall search out and find. I think you'll enjoy it. I found a couple of apps on Roku Mm -hmm. that have like Sherlock Holmes channels. Oh, those are great. And and one channel in particular, it just has all, I think there were 39 episodes of that. And they Uh have all 39 episodes. Maybe it's not that many. That sounds like a lot, but they're only 30 minutes. So there's, it's not a big time commitment. You can get through them pretty quick. And I think it's a good watch. I think you'll enjoy it. 
I will. I'll have to do that. And I will do that after I tell you what my number four is. Yes, please. Okay. Now I'm going to give you a hint and see if you can figure it out. It is It is a movie. Okay. And it is based off of a, a novel written by the director of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, who is also a director in his own right, but he didn't direct this one. It's 1976. Eh? Eh? I got no idea. Okay. Sherlock Holmes portrayal by Nicol Williamson, where he finds himself experiencing vivid hallucinations due to his concoction of 7% solution of cocaine and saline. So this was really cool because Dr. Watson is played by Robert Duvall, who sees, yeah, he sees Holmes spiraling down into this paranoia, uh, all all about, about by the use of the cocaine. I always thought it was an absinthe. But I guess I'm wrong. Uh, I guess it was cocaine because I kind of did a search and that's what they mm-hmm. said. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Think yeah, maybe it was it's, it's a, um, Robert Downey Jr. that's making me think because he did absinthe in that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so in an effort to get his friend uh, healthy again, they create along with uh, um, the help of, well, I'm sorry, they create a fake mystery and they go and meet up with Sigmund Freud, who is played by Alan Arkin. Oh, interesting. Yeah, hypnotizes him and helps him get out. And there's this there's this whole scene where he's having withdrawals, and it's straight out of like train spotting, or train spotting must have watched this one because just I mean the, the camera's going all over, he's screaming, he's you know, all of this stuff. But finally mm-hmm. he's able to 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 get some semblance of normalcy again. And Vanessa Redgrave playing Mm. Lola Devereaux has been kidnapped. And so the three of them are on the search to find her. So it's a really great movie. I recently picked it up on um, shout TV um, Blu-ray version of it. And it was Mm -hmm. as good. I've had the novel forever because of the nickel Nicholas Myers connection who did star Trek two and star Trek six, I think. Uh, but he wrote it again early in the seventies, and they brought him on to be the the screenplay uh, to adapt it into a screenplay mm-hmm. as well. But uh, anyway, my number four is the seven percent solution that you can watch on YouTube. But I suggest mm-hmm. going out and getting the Blu-ray because there's two different commentaries. There's behind the scenes. There's uh, a couple of different people coming on giving different uh, interviews and breakdowns of it. Uh, there's some Nicholas Meyer interviews. So anyway, it's out there. If you get it, find it. So, and what I find so interesting is I feel like because probably the seventies mm-hmm. is the time period that I don't have a lot of Sherlock. Oh, okay. On my list. Like, and it's like, I feel like we're completely like, you're one half of the Sherlock world. And I'm, so we're bringing both halves of the Sherlock world together. <laughs> and that's what I love about this show. I do. is because mm-hmm. it's about favorites and there's reasons. For me, the reason that this is on the list is because it was the, the Nicholas Myers novel. And mm-hmm. having read it and everything, I don't think I ever watched the movie until probably maybe early 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like I said, when we started to do this, that was one of the two films that I bought. So that I could, uh, and for a movie watch. to still entertain you that's mm-hmm. that old, because uh, you know I, I've always thought that the age you are when you first see a movie, like I think those teens to mid twenties, like those are the movies that stay with you for life. They could be the worst movies in the world, mm-hmm. but if you see them and that growth period in your life and you're, you know. Oh, blossoming yeah. into adulthood. Those are the ones that are your favorite movies. You know, Kingdom of the Spiders. <laughs> Gre- Perfect Grease, example. Grease two for me. <laughs> oh, you're a cool rider. <laughs> I cried on the way home because I wanted to meet Maxwell Caulfield so bad. <laughs> Fast forward forty years from now, I met him about five years ago, and I was shaking. I was so nervous. It was amazing. <laughs> did you? Did you- did you grab a seat just a little bit? Like you know. <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> I think we just ended there because I know you're gonna top that story that we just cut out. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. So instead, why don't you give me your number three favorite Holmes portrayal? Okay. This one's going to be a toughie because there is a lot of information about this particular actor. Okay. He is of yummy confectioner royalty. His mother's maiden name is Cadbury. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting fact. I know who it is already. He was, oh, Dean, he was born with a speech impediment. Willie Wonka. Which I did not know. <laughs> yes. I didn't know he played Sherlock Holmes, but yeah. <laughs> he is probably known to be the actor whose personal life and fictional life are the closest to each other like he's the one that probably is the closest in personality to the character of Sherlock Holmes mm -hmm. and let me say that even though I do love he's it's a tv series and even though I do love him in the tv series it's new to me the first thing I ever saw this person in was a little tiny movie called My Fair Lady okay and this would be the one and only, the one I podcast about quarterly, Mr. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Brett in the okay. Granada TV series. Did I tell you I live on Granada Drive? Oh, my gosh. No, you did not. That's pretty yep. cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, I have seen some of these. I want to say they played on LPB um, mm -hmm. when I was, gosh, I want to say it was after I, what, what years did these come out? This was 84 to 94. Okay, that's what I was saying. I thought I was still in high school, but it maybe been been afterwards. But I, I did really like so his 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 mother was of Cadbury descent. Yeah. His mother's wow. maiden name was Cadbury. That's like yummy. like a current I know, right? Mm -hmm. And there there's all kinds of like he was he was dyslexic when he was a child. Uh-huh. I mean, like he and what I did not know. Um, one of the more interesting, uh, pretty cool thing to note that he was considered for Sean Connery's replacement in as the new James Bond instead of Rod no, Lazenby. It correct instead of George Lazenby, but he thought it would ruin his career. Really? Yep. Yeah, because look how horrible it turned out for, you know, Roger Moore and Sean Connery and <laughs> Daniel know, Craig. Right? <laughs> oh. He's also one of the only actors to play both Watson and Holmes. Oh, I think one of I think uh, Christopher Plummer, not Christopher Plummer, uh, Christopher Lee has done both as well. OK, yeah, I do know that Christopher Lee was um, was Watson. I mean, was uh, Holmes. Yes. Uh, huh. And no. I was, and to be honest, I was not a fan. I didn't put him on my list at all. <laughs> I did. That was one I watched. I wasn't. It's not on my list either. There mm -hmm. is just something about uh, Count Dracula um, exactly. that, co that comes across. And I know it's not, but I just can't get, can't wrap my head around it. So, but as far as Jeremy Brett's performance, uh, to be honest, until I started working on this podcast show, I didn't know anything about the series. Really? If I if I had seen it as you know, because I was that was high school college age years for me. If I had seen it, I don't remember anything about it. Mm -hmm. What I one I love about the show is, like I said I, earlier, I I never read the stories when I was growing up. So I've all in the last ten years or so, I'm like, you know, I really want to read the Sherlock Holmes stories. Well, mm -hmm. this show has helped me do that because I love the fact that each episode is literally taken from each story. Right. Like there's no, like, you know, and apparently he was very, um, um, attentive to differences when he would get scripts, any mm -hmm. differences with the script versus the short stories. Oh, okay. like he had, he had a, not, take issue but he was just very attentive to that to make sure that the stories and they are very close there's only been like a couple of things here and there when i've read the stories and watched the episodes that we podcast about mm -hmm. um that are very very few differences in those but i like i 
I like, I love the relationship with him and his Watson. Okay. I don't love his mannerisms. It's a little too flamboyant for me, but from my understanding, that is how he saw Sherlock Holmes. Like he supposedly is the closest to the written version of Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Okay. Well, interesting. Well, like I said, I I think I've seen a few, but I really don't remember them. So I would definitely have to go back and and watch them again. Yeah, I'm really I'm really enjoying. I'm glad that um I've started doing this podcast because I'm really enjoying watching these shows for the first time. Yeah. Well, I guess my number three should be pretty uh pretty important then to try to beat that. Yeah. And as it turns out, well, as it turns out, I'm I'm bringing it pretty hard. Um I'm also bringing a TV series. So right away that knocks it down. Okay. Uh, And then I'm going to, this is going to be easy. You're going to get this one because both Holmes and Watson are also in the MCU. Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. (laughs) Your happy dance. We'll lay it out there, girl. (laughs) That is Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch and Mr. Martin Freeman as... Sherlock and Watson. That's it. 2010 to 2017. Uh, three seasons plus a couple of, was there a movie or? I think there was one movie. Yes. I yeah, just yeah. purchased them because I realized that Netflix does not have them nope. on anymore. So I bought the DVDs. The DVDs. You can also yes. get it and pay for it on Amazon Prime. Mm, okay. Yeah. Or you can, I think you can get it on that Brit box, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you are correct. Yeah, yeah, but I love this one, and I'll tell you, it's because of the very first episode, the very first time that he has a complex problem facing him, you can actually, it goes up in the air around him, and you can see his his connections mm-hmm. where he's, you know, he's doing all those things. I know some people think that that's such a kitsch thing to do, but I really thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, Freeman's... A- approach to his homes, I thought was much um, stronger in the, in the character was a stronger, more self-sufficient man. Uh, because, you know, we talk about, you know, like Nigel who phenomenal. I mean, he, he is the number one, mm-hmm. but as far as being a doctor, you never really hardly really knew much of or saw much of him being a doctor. Right. Freeman, you do. And he mm-hmm. has, uh, I think he brings more to the table as a Watson does than, than so many other ones have done. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, well, and I really, I, w- I will say it is on my list. Oh, uh, we just haven't got there yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to go on anymore. <laughs> we know that it's my number three. I'm guessing it's going to be your number two or one. So we're going to find that out. Well, you know what? Let's go to your number two and roll the dice and see if it's there. Okay. It is not my number oh, two. Oh, <laughs> then I say, therefore, deduce that it will be your number one. <laughs> you might be accurate. Elementary. <laughs> um, I noticed when I was doing research on all these actors individually that several of them come from acting royalty, not royalty, acting lineage, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next actor is um, both of his parents are actors, theater actors. This actor initially turned down this role because he thought it would be too similar to the BBC Sherlock. Mm -hmm. This actor has several um, nominations, awards, including a satellite nomination for this particular, another TV series. And this is the most interesting but it has nothing to do with sherlock holmes (laughs) most interesting thing and it kind of relates to mr jeremy brett i I had no idea because i've loved this actor for a very long time uh but his grandfather is named bernard and his grandfather was m in the first 11 james bond films I know what this is. Um, 
my brain is a mass of facts that I cannot extract this from. Give it out to me. It is Mr. Johnny Lee Miller from John. Elementary. Elementary. There you yes. go. I've loved him since Hackers. <laughs> Should I added he was married to Angelina Jolie? Like it was Angelina Jolie's first husband. But anyway, they I were wasn't. only married for like a year. <laughs> um, with, the, with the indomitable uh, Lucy Liu. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah. Yes. Who, you know, I'm sure a lot of people probably had thoughts about, you know, them bringing in a female Watson. I think she mm-hmm. did an incredible job. And like I you agree. were saying about Mark Freeman, we saw her be a doctor. You know, mm-hmm. she used the medical knowledge that she has to help with the cases. Right. But I th- I like the take on it. You know, we're in America, not in London. Mm-hmm. And I like the show itself. And I like Johnny's portrayal. It, it seems like it's a much darker Holmes. They focus a lot on his sobriety and his addictions. Yes. Because she's the sober Right, sober Whatever. companion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I rewatched a few of the first episodes, and um, and they also do. His Moriarty is also a female as well, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen the show, but yes, oh. his Moriarty is played by. She yeah. was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. What is her name? You I can't think it? of her name. Natalie yes. Dormer. Yes, that was his yes. Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Shout out Apparently. to Scout. Yes. She loves her some Natalie Dormer. Oh, me too. She's but gorgeous. She wasn't in a lot of episodes though, right? No, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. I just remember her being, and I thought she did a she did a great job as a villain in that. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't one of those where she's like behind the scenes and all of this stuff and some other shows. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they probably there's probably still some threads of it, but I don't mm-hmm. think they make it as big of a deal as it. Like she's controlling everything, like they do oh, in okay, other series. Okay. Yeah, but I th- I thought it was a great series. I love his portrayal. I I think he's kind of perfect because he doesn't overdo the quirkiness or mm-hmm. the, you know, he's not he's a jerk, but he's still not an asshole or an a hole uh-huh. or a, you know. Yeah, I'll move um, that out. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. So I think he did an incredible job, and Johnny Lee Miller is my number two. All right. Well. I think that's really good because I I did watch it and I did a little search right here real quick to confirm that it was Manali Dormer. Mm-hmm. And she's only in six episodes. Okay. And only her voice is it just her voice is in two. Oh wow. Okay. So maybe it looks like she's only in really four episodes. All right. Well then the game is afoot. I will give you my number two that we have already discussed discussed it. Yes. It is actually without a clue from 1988. Oh, okay. Again, uh-huh. you talk, I was 18 year old when this came out, mm-hmm. um, but I've never seen it. It wasn't until not too long ago that I have a, a, a very close friend whose father is, um, he's he's a what we call nowadays a big physical media guy, mm. but what he calls just his tapes. And... <laughs> So I had to borrow my D, my VA, VCR went out and I needed to convert something and I borrowed one from him. And when I brought them back, he took me into his, his room and he had all of these VHS mm-hmm. and DVDs of Sherlock. He had them all in one because he's a woodworker too. He had built them in a little cabinet and they were all together. Don't ever let Jared into this guy's house. He what? <laughs> but I saw that without a clue and it just struck a chord as I'm going, hey, I remember that. And so I brought it home and hooked it up and, and watched it, and I loved it. I had it, never seen it until I watched it last weekend. Yeah, it it is not in any. It's not a parody. Um, it is. I think it's described as a farcical take on the home stories. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea because Kingsley is the intelligent. He is the true detective behind it all. Mm-hmm. But he's a jerk. Right. And, you know, and here comes Michael Caine, uh, drunk as Reginald Kincaid. <laughs> and Watson has been writing the stories of the clue, I mean, of the um, cases, but everyone wants to see Holmes. Right. And so he has to hire him to be on there. And he's an idiot. I mean, he's a drunk. <laughs> he's, but uh, 
as the story goes along, you know, of course, Moriarty, played, played by Paul Freeman, who does a great job, mm-hmm. uh, comes out. And, I mean, the end is is amazing. Not only is there one twist with um, Lucy, whatever her name was, the, the, the kidnapped woman. Oh, There's yes. Two twists, which I was like. Wow! <laughs> I had to go back and watch it uh, on YouTube this to make sure I was like, I didn't see that, right? Um, but it's a fun, fun flick. And I tell you, if you can uh, take off your serious hat um, mm-hmm. and watch this, and maybe, maybe the way that they do it in that the characters themselves are, are um, not doofuses. Mm-hmm. Is why I'm okay with it versus you know going and seeing Holmes and Watson, uh, right? So, uh, but anyway, I definitely would tell you um, that my penultimate choice would be without a clue from 1988. Okay, so I think that means that when we've eliminated all of the other, which is impossible, that whatever remains, however improbable, must be your number one. Absolutely. And I know what it is. And that would be? That would he, be. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. No, I'm going to say it because I know what it is. Okay. It is the 2014 Japanese puppetry show, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, starring the voices of Koichi Yamarada, Watura Kakaga, and Kiko Horuchi. No, it's Sherlock Gnomes, which actually is quite a cute film if you haven't seen it. <laughs> God, I was sure it was going to be the Japanese puppet. <laughs> no. I did enjoy the Japanese Mrs. Sherlock, by the way. I watched that this past weekend, and it was quite good. You were saying all, that. Where did all you watch female it? Ca- all female cast. Um, it's on HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay. Yes, because I, I think it was. got to get your password was, later. <laughs> I think it was done by HBO Asia, oh. um, is who, put, who created the show. I, I'm kind of sad. It just had one season. But anyway. Yeah. So, yes, my number one. Which I found out is true royalty himself. He is a distant relative of King Richard the Third. The Third, yes, Patrick Stewart himself. <laughs> That's good. I love Patrick Stewart. <laughs> um, his parents were both actors, like Johnny Lee Miller's. Actually, uh-huh. Benedict Cumberbatch's parents are in. The TV show Sherlock. They play his parents in the series. That is too cool. I did yes. not know that. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was odd enough that these were my uh, top two picks for Sherlock Holmes. They both won. And I hate now that I never took a chance and decided to go see this. They were both Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller. You may or may not remember this. I don't remember what year it was. They were both in the stage play done by Danny Boyle of Train Spotting, yes, fame, of Frankenstein. And I don't know if it was nightly or weekly, they alternated roles. One played the creature and one played the doctor. I and they saw alternated. that picture. It was 2011, I think. Okay. And they both won the, um, Olivier Award, uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier Award for Best really? Actor in that okay. yeah in that stage play. Wow, that's awesome! And then him and Martin Freeman being together in the Hobbit mm-hmm. movies—it's just you know, it's just the happy love fest. Yes, it is. I want to be in a cuddle puddle <laughs> with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it is animated, right? Or, yes. or do they actually dress up as gnomes? Which I think I would much rather well, see. I would, you know, <laughs> I would adore Benedict Cumberbatch dressed as a gnome. Just don't ask him to say penguin. I know. And ever since I saw him, them on Graham Norton talking about how he looks like an otter, I can't unsee it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't unsee it. That's such a good sense um, of humor. But this, I, I just, I think the show is amazing. And like mm-hmm. we were talking earlier. I think Benedict Cumberbatch does an amazing job. He he rides that line of being manic, but being gnomish, calm, and what was your word? Gnomish. <laughs> gnomish. 
But I truly think the heart of that series is Martin Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always, I do this thing on my show called Watson Watch. Oh. I'm very big on sidekicks. Like, you know, when I watch a Disney movie, it's always like Sebastian or Donkey. It's always, you know, kind of the sidekick that. I'm sorry. Donkey's a a star. (laughs) No. He really is. I have to correct you. (laughs) Come on. I'm making waffles. (laughs) Sorry, please. <laughs> but so, I th- so in all these series, you know, Watson is kind of a big draw for me, but especially in the Sherlock series, I think Martin Freeman just some of his emotional scenes. Just, I mean, I I originally watched it ten or so years ago, and I just recently, like last weekend, I rewatched the entire series, and I cried like it was the first time I had seen some of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Like he just. It's just so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you do you need a moment? I, I mean, do. I need a moment. Yeah. Like I your would, eyes I just would, kind of missed it over a little bit. <laughs> I would go rewatch it again right now. I, if well, if no one's seen this portrayal of Sherlock and Watson, you're missing out. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, before you do that, <laughs> why don't I give you my number one, yes, and then please. you, then you and and Cumberbatch can go and. Yes, I'm, I'm extremely curious what your number one is. Well, we have already discussed my number one. Okay. And I have been biting my tongue since the very beginning of this ep- episode. I am talking about the 1939 version, one of eight film versions mm. of The Hound of the Mas- Baskerville. Yes. Starring our faves, or our, one of our faves, right. Basil Rathbone and yes. Nigel Bruce. And again, you're right. It is uh, it is interesting because in these movies, he's not the number one uh, character. He's mm-hmm. the star. And mm-hmm. they have some incredible actors in this movie mm-hmm. as well. Um, not only do they have um, Nigel Bruce, they have Richard Green. They have Lionel Atwell. John Carradine is in it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that the, is, and that is the fa- the grandfather of the Carradine family because I googled it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been named as um, uh, so. Holmes and Watson are the AFI uh, 100 Heroes and Villains nominated heroes. There, um, the movie is from 100 Thrills of AFI, and it's AFI top ten nominated mystery films Mm. so i mean this movie if you're i think if you're going to watch one of them that that's the one that you should watch it's uh it's got first of all it's black and white so Mm -hmm. you gotta get over that okay but it's spooky um it's you 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 don't quite know what's going on here Mm -hmm. is it a real monster is it a hound is it somebody messing around whatever it's just it's just a wonderful, wonderful version. And you can watch it for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, it's Maybe. it's it's the very actually it's the very first of the 14 films that they did together uh in the Sherlock from 39 to 46. And I'm not that old. I'm sure it was uh, I had read somewhere, I think it used to be on um like CBS maybe a lot, like maybe weekend special kind of mm-hmm. thing, and that's probably Wives, I remember seeing that quite a few yeah. times when I was a kid. Kind of like, you know, that's how I got into James Bond. <laughs> I, I've I've seen uh, "Live and Let Die" and uh, "For Your Eyes Only" so many times on TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back you got to stop. Got to stop and watch it whenever it's on. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, girl, you have brought an incredible list and an incredible amount of just clues and tips and just trivia that I am astounded. I I applaud you. Oh, well, thank you, sir. I do pride myself yes. on my investigative skills. Mm-hmm. And your, uh, your loungewear that you're wearing is yes, just my- perfect. Your Mark Broussard. I, I just, I can't yes. wait to tell, you know, because he and I, we have breakfast all the time. You know, so we'll tell yeah. him I said hey. I will. I will. I'm sure he'll know. <laughs> and actually, and I, d- I did wear this shirt just for Jamie's benefit because Mark Broussard is a Louisiana artist that I have followed. Every time he comes here to Birmingham, I, I like to go see him. Just down the road. Uh, 
but his one of my I do have a YouTube channel, which mostly I just post my music or like concert videos and stuff on that. I've and what's it to. called? It's it's just AU Kathy 2418. Okay. Uh, but my video with the highest views is a Mark Broussard live performance. I can't remember which song it is, but it's a live performance of Mark Broussard is my highest viewed video on YouTube. Wow, look at you. I know. It's got like 4,000 views. I was quite excited. <laughs> you should be. That's awesome. Um, I would have to watch that show over and over again to get that many. <laughs> but anyway, that's something completely different. Wow. So this has been amazing, girl. So we have to decide right now which of the 16 uh, t- topics that you chose mm-hmm. should we do next? Do you want to do hmm. next? I kind of, I'm kind of really, because we just, uh, the most recent we talked about was Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the one that's like really on my mind right now. Okay. So we so will I'm, do Bill Paxton next. Okay. All right. I'll get to work on it. Now we're going to do his portrayals, not just his movies. Cause he was in some, some little bits in some movies too so yes because one of his from the 80s is going to be on my list <laughs> and he actually uh, la, 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 one of the t- uh, there's a tv show that i watched that he was into so okay all right well awesome well we will do it well again i, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this and to come on and all the technical stuff that no one knows about until i just mentioned <laughs> it so i better shut up <laughs> We got it figured out. It was on my end, people. It was on my end. (laughs) And I'd also like to thank all of you out there in the podcast universe for joining us for this episode of Faith 5 from Fans. You can find us and more from the Plastic Microphone Studios wherever you catch a podcast. It'd be a massive help if you could consider leaving us a review and that all-important five-star rating. We live for the five-star ratings. If you like the show, please consider telling a friend. And if you don't like the show... And there's someone in your life who is your Moriarty. Tell them about it. Maybe it will ruin them. Maybe it will force them into exile and we'll never have to deal with them again. And don't forget to look for our other show, Complete Disarray with Jamie Ray, where we take one topic and just ramble on and on and on and on and on about it. That sounds Uh, like a show I need to be on. Yeah, but, but I mean, in a good way, though, totally in a good way. Just another product of the plastic microphone studios that no one asked for. And remember, folks, it may not be the best. It may not be the most popular. But if it's your favorite, then it's good enough for us. Thanks for joining us. Kathy B., take us out. Thank you so much for inviting me. I had an amazing time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye.